Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Hi, it's Allison, and welcome back to the podcast. I have some more questions for our Q&A today, so let's begin. I'm looking for some guidance with my 18-year-old daughter. About 18 months ago, on the eve of the presentation of her IB High School personal project, our daughter handed us a letter along with her project and an original book of poetry, which explained to us that she was gay. We had an open discussion, told her how much we loved her, and were there for her. My husband and I were at the time and have continued to be fully supportive of her. She said during our initial conversation back in December 2019 that her close friends already knew, and she thought some of their parents did too. However, as of today, she has still not come out to her 15-year-old sister. She has also not come out to anyone else in her family or close friends, and so as her parents, we aren't talking about it either. When she came out, she said that it was up to her to share this with others, and it's not our place to do so. But I feel like we're hiding something and have to avoid talking about it with these folks. I'm particularly concerned that we're lying to our other daughter and hiding something from her when I know that she will be supportive too. I want to speak openly at the dinner table about it. I just want to be open to support LGBTQ2S plus events and, and organizations and be proud of my girl. Why do you think she's holding back? Are we handling this correctly? Do we stick with the status quo or not? We'd love to hear your knowledge and perspective. Uh, so thank you for the question and timely that we're uh, having this conversation during Gay Pride Month here. It's June. Um, but to your point, um, it, it is her news. She's quite she's quite accurate. This is her personal information. 
And you can imagine that if you out somebody who does not want to be outed, in this case, she's partially out, she's deciding who, but if you out her when she doesn't want to be, it's very painful, a uh, real breach of the, the relationship there. Uh, so you really can't put your needs ahead of hers. It's her news to share. And I'm not sure why um, that she's uncomfortable in coming out to her sister when she's selected some other people that seem potentially uh, at arm's length away that she has, her friends and their parents. So you might ask her that question, you know, and reinforce the idea that, you know, you know that her sister would be accepting. Uh, I think the other thing to maybe highlight here is how it might be a difficult experience if the sister hears it through the grapevine. Because now that there's sort of growing number of people that are knowing, it would be better to have it come directly from her sister rather than hearing it at school or, you know, piecing it together through something that was posted on social media. And my guess is that that day is coming soon, given her age and how much she's sort of shared and some time has passed so that she's starting to get more comfortable with all of that. Um, so uh, as much as I know you're excited to to live openly as a family this way and be proud, um, you just got to tamp back that, um, that for a little bit longer. That's my help for today, and I just want to congratulate you on doing such a positive job of um, being supportive and, and saying all the right things when your child comes out. If other people are in this situation, there's great resources at PFLAG. And there's wonderful online communities on Facebook for uh, for families if that's like a new experience for you and you're taken aback and you're wondering, um, you know, how to respond appropriately. This was wonderful. I love you. I love you no matter what. Thank you for having the courage to tell us. And uh, what do I need to know? How can I support you? Those are all just really wonderful uh, coming out sentiments. And looks like she was thinking about it for quite a while. She, you know, with poems and her presentation, that's really, really lovely. And mostly kids do come out too their friends before their parents and it, it is a process it's not a it's not a one and done thing so you did handle that really wonderfully I want to invite you to a webinar that I'm putting on June 22nd in the evening, 7.30 to 9. The topic we're tackling is power struggles. If you have been in conflict with your kids, if you've got someone who's either rebellious, in your face, refuses to listen, won't mind your will, or maybe they're more passive. They dawdle, won't do, say I'll do it later and never get around to it. This workshop is for you. We're going to talk about the four-step process to move from that gridlock confrontation into winning the child's cooperation. I'll introduce seven tools. There'll be time for Q&A, so bring your own individual family issues and we'll talk about them together. If you can't make it to the live event, then please know if you register for the event, it's $20, well worth your uh, money, money back guarantee if you don't think it was worth it. There's also access to the recording after the webinar, so if you want to watch it in your own time, that's fine as well. I will put registration in the show notes. See you there. Next question. I am a fan of your podcast and the community on this channel. I have a question. I have a three-year-old and she's being cared for by her grandma since the day she was born. Grandma always takes care of her and they have a beautiful relationship. Unfortunately, grandma has been in dialysis for about six years now and she has been visiting the ER a lot more often because of complications of this illness. They're taking a toll on her health and doctors have told us this is the last stage of the treatment. It's a devastating treatment on her body and her days are now counted. 
Uh, she is My daughter is really upset and sad when Grandma's in the hospital, and sometimes she cries and she desperately looks for Grandma when she comes home. How do I tell my daughter that Grandma will soon leave this life to start another one? How do I start and what should I say to her every day that she asks for her? We are Christian, but we don't want to mention the word heaven. It is something that we don't believe in anymore. Thank you for your time. So first, let me start by saying I'm so sorry. It's a special relationship when a grandchild and a, a granddaughter can have this amount of time together and that she got to be a primary caregiver. How very beautiful and precious is that? And I'm sorry for that loss, and that's hard at a young age when it's still sort of hard to comprehend what death is at the age of three. So the important thing here is from a developmental point of view is to be concrete and factual when you talk to her about this. So we want to avoid using metaphors like, you know, it's like grandma's gone to sleep and she won't wake up again. That's That makes kids afraid of falling asleep. It's it's not accurate. It confuses them. Uh, even the word, even though adults use the word someone has passed away, a three-year-old doesn't know what passed away means. So it can lead to misunderstandings and confusions. So I think you just want to be forthright and just say that you know we're we're all very sad that uh, the that the reality of life is that human bodies only live so long that our bodies age and they get worn down until they don't work anymore and then our body dies it stops working altogether uh, but that our spirit is a different part of us and our spirit lives on and it lives on in our memories that other people keep for us it lives on in the stories and the pictures and that's how we keep grandma alive and so while her body is going to to stop soon it can't work anymore we can keep her alive and maybe there's things in this last time to say is there ways that you want to uh, talk to grandma and maybe make her feel better by giving her a card and tell her how important she is to you or maybe grandma you could speak to to see if she has a special piece of jewelry or some keepsake that um, could be given to your granddaughter to tell her you know hold this have this and think of me every time so you could use those opportunities you don't need to get into the to the heaven piece. I agree, it's you don't need to. At three, I wouldn't necessarily go into different people's beliefs, but if you've got older kids what you're, that are listening to this, I think it's fair to say, you know, well, we're Christians and we believe this, but we don't believe that. But this faith believes this and this faith believes that. And lots of people have different ways of understanding what happens when you die. And here's what we believe. I don't know what you'll decide for yourself because she'll come back to think about death and she may take a, a, a worldview that is different than yours on that. So again, I'm sorry for your loss and uh, I hope that's helpful. And our last question, only three and they were kind of short today. So the last one is, I have a four-year-old who doesn't like to keep his seatbelt on in the car. Help. <laughs> and yeah, and that's dangerous, right? Well, the idea here again is that you know, what are you going to do? You can't conquer him. You can't get duct tape and tape him in. He'll just keep finding ways to exert his power to to not be controlled this way. This is the ultimate case of really needing to work to win his cooperation. So I'm sure you have said we need our seatbelt on to stay safe. It's not because I say so. It's because safety protocols require it. I'm sure you've done that education. But somehow he's defying you by by showing you, ha, 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 you can't make me, ha, 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 I've got you stymied. You don't, you're in the front seat and you can't figure out how to stop me in the back seat. It makes him feel mighty powerful. So this is a power struggle and we want to disengage with it. So ways that we can do this is to um, take yourself out of the mix so that it's not personal and just put it between his behaviors and the outcomes of his choices. So if you undo your seatbelt, 
which is a choice you can make because clearly he's making it. Well, what happens when you undo your seatbelt? Well, it means we're unsafe and that means the car needs to stop. So I would do what's called take time for training, meaning go on outings with the explicit purpose of showing that the car brakes go on when seatbelts become undone. So don't do it when you're going to the cottage or you have to get an errand done, but like literally say, oh, you know, let's go for ice cream or something. Let's go to the park. But the journey is really about getting in that car and when that seatbelt comes off, just pulling the car over and with no rancor, don't get um, dysregulated yourself. Just say, oh, I see it's not safe to drive. Let me, let me know when you're ready to go again. And just do this one time, two time, three time, four time until he starts to put together that you're not getting upset. He is not winning and conquering you. All he is doing is stopping the car and it's annoying. <laughs> and so, um, you know, when he buckles up, say, oh, thank you. Looks like we're ready to go on our journey. So just take time for training, let him put two and two together, and that it's not about control. And hopefully that'll help with time. I guess the other thing to say is, when you got somebody who doesn't want to be controlled, I want to look for all the other places that a four-year-old could have control and choice in their life. You know, can they pick their own fruits and snacks? Can they, like, chances are he's being, there might be a, a style of parenting that might feel controlling to him. Think about all the other places that you can return control to a four-year-old. What are ways that they can make, be responsible for themselves, make choices for themselves, have autonomy for themselves that are, that are appropriate. Getting him to have jobs and responsibilities. Kids that like power, they really like to show you that they're capable. So get them helping, get them contributing, get them doing things in the family. You know, there's um, a page on my website that has responsibilities by age in the family. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It'll just give you some ideas of things that uh, a young child can can do even at the age of four. So the more power they feel in other areas of their life, the less likely they are to make bids for power in these inappropriate environments. So I hope that's helpful and good luck with your driving. Have a great week. Keep sending in those questions. As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast. So thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.